Hey, comedy fans, it's another episode of the Comedy at the Carlson cast. I'm your host, Vinny Paulino, and today we are joined for episode 135 by our friend Harlan Williams. Today's show is brought to you by Three Heads Brewing, the makers of Rochester's most fantastic beer. Remember, do good things and always be kind. And while we're adding things to that list, remember to drink responsibly. Let's kick things off and head to the studio. Hey, everybody. Our headliner this weekend at the Carlson is an accomplished comedian, actor, author, writer, producer, creator, director, illustrator. He's also the host of the Harland Highway podcast, all-around funny person. It's Harland Williams. Hey, Harland. Peace, love, and Mr. Spock. That's backwards. Is that like an insult in Vulcan? That's like F, F U and Klingon. Yeah, so it should be like. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I, I don't know why I'm so aggressive this morning, but it's all right, man. It's all it's right. It's you right for knowing how to speak Klingon. Really, it's not my fault. It's your fault for knowing Klingon, because most people wouldn't know that you got deep spaced off. You know, but I. Let me tell you something. It's my fault for being a nerd. I agree. I, yeah, I put it. I put it on me. But I feel that maybe you realize you're going to be heading from California to where it's a little colder tomorrow, and maybe you're just a little anxious about that. Well, actually, I checked the weather, and it's not going to be that cold. It's going to be in the high seventies. And how dare you for pushing your weather on me? Like that's. Probably something I might have to submit to the Rochester PD Hate Crimes Division. Ah, possible. Uh, well, I hope the rest of this goes well. Then I'll be. Well, on the we best started of my with this, and yep. then we got a hate crime against me, like right out of the gate, like yep. a weather weather hate. And so I don't know. Maybe the only way is up from here. I don't think it could go much further down. But don't push it, guy. I, I okay. Well, let's don't talk push. about. The important stuff then. Let's get down to it. You have four shows at the Carlson this weekend, two yeah. Friday, two Saturday. And you just released an album that is fantastic, Crowd Control 6. <laughs> yes. Uh, I really wanted to talk to you today about your style of comedy because I got to watch your set uh, for the first time in person the last time you were in Rochester at the Carlson. And right. I could not believe how an in-the-moment performer you are. It's really fun to watch, and it makes every single show different. But I know that over the years, I've watched a lot of comics try to do crowd work, and it, it could feel kind of formulaic. Yours is not that way. In fact, you're releasing your crowd work out as albums, so it has to change up. How did you decide that that was a direction you wanted to go? That was a decision I made before I ever went on stage. Um, I knew I wanted to get up in front of crowds and be funny and do comedy. But I also knew that stand-up comedy is a formula. You know, people sit and they write acts and they write bits and they structure them out. And there's a beginning, a middle, and the end. And and it's beautiful. It, it's great. And I love that aspect of it. But I also said to myself, when those people go on stage, they're already carrying their product. They're carrying their ammunition. They're carrying their wares. And so it's, it's somewhat safe. Even though stand-up comedy is dangerous and scary, 
it's somewhat safe when you walk up there with a suitcase full of really great jokes that you know work right. for the most part. And in my head, I thought, what's the purest form of being funny? And I always used to think, if I could walk in a crowded room, nobody, I don't know anybody, there's 300 people, 200 people, and I could just start talking and get them to laugh out loud, like hard for an hour straight or 45 minutes, or even, even, you ever tried to get a room full of strangers to laugh for five minutes? It's not I have. Easy. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's not easy. So I, in my head, I thought the purest form of comedy, the biggest challenge, the biggest mountain to climb would be just to go in and open up and let it rip and see if you had the ability, if you had the funny to, uh, you know, deliver the goods. And so even though I have a written act, uh, my favorite part of my shows is when I, when I just fly and go off book and make it up in the moment because to me, that's the purest. Yeah. You know, the, you ever see these ski jumpers that go down these huge ramps and then fly? So going down the ramp is kind of controlled. But then once you're off the ramp and floating, that's what I love. I, I, I love once I'm lifted off and I don't know if I'm going to crash or I'm going to land safely or so. Well, I have to say it's very brave. And uh, the fact that you're embracing the purest form of comedy as you see it. Not everybody does it that way. So my hat's yeah, off to some, you. Some people even look down on crowd work. I've seen comics, you know, under their breath go, oh, yeah, crowd work. Yeah, real good. And I've heard people, you know, talk it down. And But those are people that usually that can't do it. And maybe they think it's not um, as pure as stand-up. But to me, it's the purest because you have no net. You're going in blind. Well... To be honest with you, I agree, and I've seen people try to do crowd work, and I think maybe the knock is that people don't always do it so well. <laughs> True. You know? yeah, there, there's an art form to it. There's a way to do it well and a way to not do it well, just like anything in life. So, yes. Yeah. I've always appreciated you because I feel like you're a little bit ahead of your time, and just you're always doing a lot of different things and a lot of different projects, but... Uh, I was having a conversation with our mutual friend, Joel Lindley, and he was telling me a little bit about something called Comedy World. And he said, I should ask you to explain what Comedy World was. Oh, I mean, that's an old, outdated thing. I mean, this is when the when the dot-com thing was happening, and yeah. some guy created a, 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 a website called ComedyWorld.com that was just supposed to be full of comedy content from comedians, and it crashed and burned after about eight months. So Okay, great story. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he brought that up. That, that, that's just like well, an old, tired failure, really. Well, it wasn't we something I created. They just asked me to create content for okay. it. And okay. That was probably 15 years ago, probably longer. All right. Well, then I'm going to move past that. Not a good that. topic. Shame on Joel, and uh, i got to give him one of these for that. Sorry. Sorry, Lindley. Yeah. Did you give him one too? Yeah, right up the wormhole. Can we give him one at the same time, like sure. on a count of three? Yep. Three, two. Oh, wait a second. One. Are we doing three, two, go? Three, two, one, go? Or just three, two, one? Just three, two, one, and then uh, cling on up yours. Okay. I'll do the count. Three, two, one. Lindley. That's it. Now, what's interesting exploring your website and i spent a lot of time on your website the last couple of days 
just looking at all of the different things that you're up to. And I didn't realize you were an author, that you were writing short stories. Yeah. Well, that's something relatively new, and it's timely you brought that up because we're releasing my first book uh, for Halloween. Really? It's called, uh, yeah, it's called Don't Look Under the Bed, a collection of short stories by Harlan Williams. It'll be available on Amazon uh, as a digital read and also as a, uh, a hard copy you can order. So basically in the background of my career, I've been writing stories. I don't know that I'm a great writer or a good writer, but I've been writing stories like, you know, Stephen King, Ray Bradbury, that type of you know, kind of wheelhouse. And I've had all these stories buried in my computer for decades. And I've, I've kind of been reluctant to show them to anyone because I just didn't know if I was good at it. And so I showed them to a friend of mine and she really encouraged me to get them out there. She thought they were really good. And, and that, that kind of gave me the courage to get them out there. So they run the gamut. It's lots of different topics. Yeah. Um, some of them will probably make you laugh, and then some of them will make you uh, think and maybe not laugh as hard. Yeah, actually, they're very non-comedic. They they really delve into deep, deep topics um, like suicide and the afterlife and um, slavery. And like it, it's kind of the side of me that's not the comedic side. It, it, it delves into very very deep and, and moving topics. And, um, and I think, uh, I think people will be surprised and, and, you know, I, I don't know. That's another reason why I maybe didn't put them out because it was so kind of off brand for me, but I right. love doing it. And, uh, so the stories are all about between 70 and 120 pages long. And I'm going to release like a whole series of them actually, because I have such a backlog of stories that, uh, they're going to be coming out probably every six months, a new book. So the first one's Don't Look Under the Bed, and we're shooting for a Halloween release because some of the stories are sort of scary too. So That's very cool. I'm yeah. glad I asked that today. Yeah, no, you're, you're actually the first one that's probably ever asked me about it. Because really? It's, yeah, it's a new thing, and it's uh, people don't know about it, and, and so um, – I, I, I'm sort of like a little nervous about the feedback, like this guy can't write or this guy's a great writer. But in the end, I just go, look, one day we're dead and it doesn't matter. So put it out there. And, and my real hope is that maybe it stimulates somebody or, or gives somebody something or scares them or enlightens them or whatever. That's the beauty of writing. So, Well, I look forward to checking out the new book and I'll keep an Thank eye out you. on Amazon for that. Thank um, you. It does blow my mind that you like. It took you a while to release that because I feel like you're like a prolific okay. guy. You're, you know, you're always just working on doing something. Yeah. You have a new project. It's like so. Even well, when the, work the first story, to be honest, I wrote in college when I was 19. It's called the Taxidermist, and it's about an old taxidermist whose final job is to stuff a chimpanzee from a rich family who owned a circus and. The chimp was the star of their show, so they wanted to preserve the chimp. The only hook was this was the first job where the chimp was old and dying, and they paid him to go and exterminate the chimp. He had to put it to sleep. Oh, no. 
And so in this story, he puts it to sleep and the chimp comes back to life and starts turning the tables on the taxidermist. So you can imagine where that goes. So these, these stories have been in, in hiding for decades. Wow. That's an yeah. interesting angle to take on that. But yeah, it's pretty scary. I dig it. I absolutely dig it. Now, you're going to be at the Carlson four more shows this weekend. I have to ask, will Caramel Corn be there? Carmel Cohen the Pug will not be there. He's All out right. on the road being a road dog. Um, but again, they can find Carmel Corn's special on Amazon if they really want to watch Carmel Corn. He's the only uh, dog stand up comic in the world. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. This the special is called Carmel Corn uh, the Pug Kick Him in the Kibble. And if people are wondering what I'm talking about, my last special, I didn't want to do something boring, so I got this dog costume. It's a pug with an articulating mouth, and I did a Which whole hour. Which is really unsettling, by the way, to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a whole hour of stand-up in front of a packed theater, and we filmed it. And so that's the special. If you want to see a pug do stand-up comedy, go to Amazon and rent Caramel Corn the Pug. Now... We talked about comedy. We've talked about writing. We've talked about dressing up like a dog. Uh, any new music on the horizon? Uh, yes, I'm working with my cousin Kevin, who's in the Bare Naked Ladies. We have a hobby band called The Cousins, and we're actually working on a cover version of Eyes Without a Face by Billy Idol. So really. Yeah, I've always been a fan. I've always loved that song. And in our band, The Cousins, Kevin does all the music and I do all the singing and I write most of the songs. And and I just always loved singing that song in the, in the shower on the car radio. And I always thought Billy was such a cartoony, sexy kind of, you know, ultimate pop culture icon. And so we're, we're doing Eyes Without a Face and we're working on some other songs, but those those will be original ones. That's very cool. That's very And very you, cool. you can find our work on uh, Apple, on iTunes Music. Just type in The Cousins and our latest album's called Rattlesnake Love. And yeah. you can, I think we have 11 songs on the latest album. I was wow. listening to Rattlesnake Love in my car, and uh, you had a very, uh, it took me back to like a Roy Orbison kind of vibe. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I dug it. I was like, this is this is fun. I was listening to it at night, and I was driving. I was like, this is a lot of fun. I like this. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, it was uh, it was really cool. And then we got Carol Pope to come in and sing on that song. And Carol, Carol was a uh, 70s kind of pop star legend. Uh, Carol Pope sang the song High School Confidential and What's the Fuhrer About the Fuhrer and <laughs> so really? All the, yeah. If you if you listen all the way through the song, she comes in on the second half, and we just start. We pretty much improvise the whole bit, but we're talking about making love and being rattlesnakes and being coiled around. Each other. Yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty special because I grew up listening to her, and suddenly there I was cutting a song with her, and it was beautiful. You've had an interesting life, Harland. Really I have, have. had it. Interesting life, yes. I've oh, the stories I can tell. Well, the last time you were on the show, we talked a lot about how you came up and stand up, and how it took you ten years to make it to Letterman with peanut butter on your shoes. You've done yeah. a lot of great stuff, and I I have to ask you, what is two guys in their underpants? <laughs> I'm trying to understand what's going on here. 
So uh, two guys in their underpants is um, I found these two dolls that are they they look like Ken dolls. In yeah. fact, you know what? I might have them here if you'll allow me to. Uh, are they going to make second. an appearance? Absolutely. Hold on. Yeah. See if I can find them. Yes. Two guys in their underpants making an appearance on the Carlson cast, and you could go visit. You come see Harlan this weekend here at the Carlson Four Shows. 7 and 9.30 p.m. Friday and Saturday. You get your tickets at carlsoncomedy.com. And ladies and gentlemen, it's the two guys. In their underpants. Now, they don't have their underpants on right now because I was shooting a skit with them where they each lose a leg. So, But I found these dolls that have these faces and they were, had brown, black loafers and little um, white boxer shorts. And so what I do is I take them with me wherever I go and I shoot little... Um, movies with them on their adventures <laughs> and the only it's the same doll but i drew a mustache on one with a sharpie i was gonna say other. is that was that supposed to be like a uh, cary grant or something <laughs> what is that no a it's just I, I they are exactly the same and i thought well i've got to make them look different so they people know who's talking so i just got a sharpie and put a mustache on this guy and, and he talks like this and this yep. one talks like this very effeminate but he's very kind of rough and he's very feminine. And so basically these guys uh, go all with me all over the world. I've, I've, to give you an example of where they've had episodes, I've shot them in Saudi Arabia. I shot them at Niagara Falls and actually threw them over the falls. How'd you uh, get them back? Well, I bought duplicates. So they're, ah. they're still floating down there somewhere. Um, I took them to Burning Man with me. I had a, I took them to the uh, St. Louis Arch where they had sexual intercourse with the St. Louis Arch. I mean, they're salacious. Been Do they yeah. have? A, did you name them? Do they have names? They don't have names. They're very ambiguous. But they, you, you never know what their sexuality is. You don't know what their names are. They're just two guys in their underpants, and it's they love farting there's a uh, lot of farts uh -huh, uh -huh. They like fart jokes they're farting all the time <laughs> and it's really crass and it's really like it's it's really out there and it's really I, I i don't pull any punches with it and it's really like raw and people i've shown it to i've literally watched them sit here and seen tears come down their face they were laughing so hard so maybe that was just them but um, but anyways, I, I created them for a, a website called Patreon, patreon.com. Yep. It's, a, it's a digital platform where artists can put out their special work just for the Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com uh, backslash Harlan Williams, you can, uh, you can watch, I think I have 40 episodes of Two Guys in Their Underpants up on my Patreon. That's a good reason to join right there, everybody. Yeah, that yeah, is definitely a good reason. Yeah. Now, like we said, you have four shows coming up at the Carlson. I have to ask, you, you have a hit show on Disney. You're traveling all over the world. You're doing all these things. Why are you still doing clubs and stages? What's going on with that? Well, the reason I'm still doing it is I, I love it. Uh, you know, I was just um, hanging out with some friends of mine, and they, they asked me the same question. And I said, you know, in this crazy world we live in especially now where everyone's woke and you can't say this and you can't do that and there's so much uh, madness everywhere you know when i get up on stage everything goes away 
it's just me and I get into this slipstream, I get into this zone where it's just the world stops and and this kind of alter reality begins and 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 I just love it. I, I, I love that element of it, but I also love the element that I'm making complete strangers think differently. I'm hearing them laugh and and I also like challenging myself. You know, I did a show last weekend where some guy I was talking to him if he'd ever been in the hospital and he said he worked in a hospital i said what's the worst thing that's happened and he said oh somebody punched me and i said oh they punched you and he said yeah it was a sucker punch and i said oh they hit you with a lollipop right <laughs> and and he, he laughed and and i go where did they hit you and he goes they hit me right in the temple and i said well that's what you get for bringing a little curly-haired movie star to your room you right. know it's like I did a sucker punch joke in a Shirley Temple. But what, the reason I, I'm talking about it is because they just came to me like like without even the blink the slip of an stream. eye. It's the slipstream. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that's – yes, those are corny jokes. But the fact that those just came to me, like they, they, they fell into my head instantaneously – and people laughed, but they also groaned a little. But then at the end of it, I said, if anyone in this crowd can come up with this stuff faster, come on up here. Right. So I just I just love the inventiveness and the, the silliness and the, the spontaneity of it all. It just it just charges my battery, you know? Well, if uh, I can agree with you, I think that you are a pure comedian, Harlan Williams. I oh, really do. I really, wow. truly do. So uh, you can see Harlan this weekend here at the Carlson. Four shows, 7 and 9.30. Get your tickets right now, carlsoncomedy.com. And uh, we will see you at the show. Thank you for being awesome and watching another episode of the Carlson Cast. Don't forget, we're streaming live on Facebook and YouTube every Friday morning. You could also follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at CarlsonCast. You can listen anytime on iTunes, Google Play, and we're now available on Spotify. You should also check out an amazing app, called Laughable. And on the Laughable app, you can connect to your favorite comedians in a way you never thought you could before. Download it in the App Store and visit carlsoncast.com for information on more shows. And don't be a jerk. Rate and review.